0: This, of course, was the week where Forbes magazine came out with their list of NHL team values in 2021. And this has been going on for quite a few years now. Joining us now, Mike Ozanian, managing editor and co-host of Forbes Sports Money on Yes Network and assistant managing editor at Forbes Media. Mike, first of all, thanks for joining us. My, oh,
1: thanks for having me. Always love it.
0: My my first question to you is do NHL owners love you now or do they <laughs> do they do they hate your guts? Which one is it? I'm not sure.
1: I think it's split depending on where they rank in the valuation. Uh typically uh, the argument from them is uh I have their values too low and their profits too high. That's the uh, general assessment.
0: That's having your cake and eating it too.
1: Absolutely. So, what what is the
2: process that goes into this? Because, I, I you know, I know there's it's such a complicated thing, and I look at these numbers and I go, "Man, you must work on this one article for like months."
1: Yeah, that's right. It's a process, but I love hockey, and uh, fortunately, I. I'm able to combine that with my love of economics, and I I get to do this. Um, It's basically piecing together uh, the revenue streams and expense streams of all the teams, Uh, you know. So I talk to a lot of people, uh, some people that are executives at teams, uh, sports bankers involved with buying and selling and advising on teams, uh, bankers who lend money to the NHL, and, you know, some documents – are public. You can get your hands on what, for instance, the national media deals are, uh, you can get good ideas, what the, uh, uh, lease agreements are that the teams have in the arenas that pay rent. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just piecing it together and then trying to, uh, make heads or tails of it all. And fortunately, uh, Every now and then you get a real team sale to assess uh, how accurate you've been. Uh, so the good news when the Penguins deal was announced was that uh, we we're able to get some tangible uh, valuation appraisal of an NHL team. The bad news is I was off by about uh, I think 150 million ah. or so from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? So 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 yeah. There's uh, you know. It's it's just doing a it's like doing a long puzzle with a lot of reporting and talking to a lot of people over a few months.
0: So, like NHL insiders, or uh, you need you need sources, you need people on the inside that hope that their names don't come out. Does that does that help this process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, just like a lot of the great hockey writers that write for you and and people like the Hockey News and other places that have great sources and talking about trades and who's playing and who's not playing and things like that. Uh, I hope to have uh, similar type sources when it comes to the business side. And some of these guys that that really get into the salary cap, for instance, you know, with the pandemic and all, there were adjustments made to the escrow and uh, 10% of pay was also deferred. Uh, I use some of those great reporters on the business side as well. So hopefully we all get to help each other and learn from each other a little bit as well.
0: Okay, Mike. Toronto Maple Leaf fans have not won a Stanley Cup since 1967. You can't give them number one billing in revenues or or value. You got to give it to the New York Rangers. Seriously?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's a real close call. And, uh, you know, The the two markets, obviously, I don't have to tell you, you know, you got the two biggest great markets uh, for sports, probably, Toronto in Canada and New York uh, here in the States. You're always going to get a big premium uh, for that market over and above uh, what the basic economics are, if you will. And uh, if you told me that both teams went on sale tomorrow and the Maple Leafs actually sold for a little bit more than the Rangers, I could believe that, too. It's a real close call. It it really is. You know, Uh, it it really a lot depends on timing and who's looking to buy a team at a certain time. You know, uh, the big lesson I learned in all of this was several years ago when the uh, L.A. Clippers went went for sale. And every sports banker I talked to said the most they would sell for was a billion. Well, at that time, Steve Ballmer, just one of the richest people on the planet, really, really, really wanted an NBA team. And he called up the seller, uh, Donald Sterling's wife, and said, what do I have to do to end this bidding process? And they said, you have to give us 2 billion. The next highest bid was only about 1-3. And he said, okay, I'll do it. So, you know, that situation happens you know you can you, you can get a crazy price in these markets in those two markets and and maybe montreal as well
2: that's wild that is a absurd sum of money but i guess it is los angeles um so a couple of the names that caught my eye just going through the list uh the edmonton oilers had a hundred percent increase in value year over year uh what drove the oilers value up so much in such a short time
1: Part of it is that in past years, I underestimated their revenue. I did not realize how lucrative their local media revenue is. And one of the things I've learned over the last year or so uh, is the uniqueness of some of the Canadian local TV deals versus the States. So, for example, in the States, if you're, if you're uh, measuring TV audience to get your TV rights, your local deal. You're looking at your what they call your local metropolitan market, right? Well, in, I should have called you guys because you guys probably knew this, but in, in Edmonton, it goes through the province. Uh, and as to the benefit of the Oilers, they also get a chunk of the advertising revenue on the local side, which could be quite significant. On top of that underestimation, they have a great building, and – they have a great marketing team. They spend a lot of time, effort, and money on revenues, uh, on sales. And they are, in all the significant revenue streams, in, in a normal year, when, when fans are in the arenas, they are in the top quartile, the top fourth, on all the key revenue streams. Um, so, uh, they they have an outsized valuation for uh, uh, what people would typically think would be sort of you know a small market uh, in Canada.
0: So when we talk about those those key revenue streams, uh, if we're talking like four or five, we're talking uh, tickets, we're talking sponsorship, suites, TV deal right, locally,
1: exactly. right? Exactly, because you know the the national. Money, like the deal with Rogers for the Canadian deal in Canada, and this newly signed U.S. deal, which had a lot to do with values going up this year, right in the U.S. the new deals with ESPN and Turner, 620 million a year on average, versus 300 million what they had been getting from NBC here and the streaming side from ESPN. So more than double, those uh, national deals are split evenly among every team. What this determines the pecking order, if you will, and how these are ranked, aside from market size, uh, is exactly what you hit on are things like how much do they bring in in suites, how much do they bring in in tickets, how much do they bring in from all the arena advertising and signage, uh, how much do they bring in from their unique uh, perhaps online retailing, which, which is getting to be another hot area. In those oil in those areas, the Oilers do uh, fabulous. They're the, they're they're in the top quarter of the league, and uh, their local TV deal actually is is among the top five, which is uh, very impressive.
0: All right, I'm no Warren Buffet, but um, <laughs> if we're talking Rangers and Leafs at two billion dollars, I've got revenues for both teams. Per season, up around 150 to 200 million. Am I close?
1: Yeah, yeah. In a normal year, yes. uh, Yeah, yeah. And 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 don't forget, you know, it the the revenue streams. One of the uh, I hate to use this phrase, good things, but but I will on the business side. The good things of the pandemic, if you will, as uh, teams really were looking for innovative ways to generate revenue uh, with with no fans in the arena. And they've come up with uh, – they've really expanded their inventory of uh, advertising in in arenas and uh, for signage. And, you know, we've got the shirt patches now. We've got the helmet patches now. Uh, This is all going to add to incremental revenue. And probably league-wide in four years – the league is expecting revenue in total to hit $6 billion, which, uh, you know, is up from about 4.8 uh, pre-pandemic. So it's, it's, it's growing at a pretty nice clip.
2: So the last question for me I have is just about a team we've discussed a lot today is the Arizona Coyotes being valued at $400 million. I, I was telling these guys, I live down there and I got a couple of tickets for buying a case of Coke once. Um, how, what do you get for $400 million when you buy the Arizona Coyotes? How do you even assess their you value? Two, you get to lose you get
1: money. You get two things. You get about $400 million in debt, which is, you <laughs> okay, know, sweet. There's very there's very little equity there and uh, you get to look for an arena to play in for next year because they don't have one as we sit here today. Uh, The value there really is, if you're buying that team, in my view, is that you're hoping to relocate it someplace where uh, you can get fans. Now, the Coyotes will argue and tell you uh, that uh, they have no intention of leaving Arizona and that they're going to try to build a – arena with some mixed use real estate in Tempe, arizona um uh, i think that's quite far-fetched i know for a fact that the team basically right now is keeping the lights on uh because the owner of that team is funding it through his own pocket uh even without the pandemic and uh I don't know if you remember Frank McCourt, the guy who used to own the Los Angeles Dodgers, but he now uh, does financing, and he's lending the owner quite a bit of money, and I suspect the league is too. So uh, to me, that's a relocation play.
0: I heard the lights are on because there's a hamster on a wheel (laughs) somewhere.
1: That could be true, because as we... uh as we learned over the last few days, they hadn't even paid taxes and uh, some of the expenses on the arena. So, uh, you know, it's it's not what I would call a situation that's shining a bright light on the NHL. I don't know why. The commissioner just doesn't announce that we're going to move this team. Um, but that's where they are right now. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, we're, uh, we're thankful for your piece, Mike. Uh, really appreciate your time and um we look forward to uh to next years where you uh, you you're, maybe you're at a, a 3 billion for the leafs if uh and sammy and sammy, <laughs> well, and sammy what... will never go to a hockey game ever again our producer
1: we'll see what happens they're now <laughs> announcing they're going to allow uh private equity wall street guys to invest up to uh, owning 30% of a team that was just approved by the league so uh given the way uh uh, Wall Street money is starting to come into the NBA, and now the NHL. You you may be exactly right on those numbers. Oh,
0: and, and just one more before I, I let you go is that that takes it to another level, does it not?
1: Yeah, it it really does, and it just reminds me how far away uh, that world is from the world that I live in, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and us too, Feel
1: your brother. Mike, thanks for your uh, time. My pleasure. I love it. Talk to you soon, guys.
0: Michael Zanian uh, from Forbes Media.
2: So the Arizona Coyotes owner is getting lent money from Frank McCourt and the NHL and paying out of his own pocket to keep the lights on there to pay the hamster to spin the wheel.
0: If he was listening to that interview, he's just giggling right now. He doesn't care how much money he owes people. just yeah. all he cares about is...
2: Price of poker, mil.
0: price of poker keeps going up owning one of these teams.
2: Just hang around long enough. Sammy? Yes.
0: Um, just keep paying your cable bill. Oh yeah. No, I no
3: problem. No problem. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I was gonna say something, but I forgot for the company I work for. So
0: that's good. <laughs> Let's keep her moving. Wow. Keep her moving. All right. So where do we go? You know, a couple of things, boys. I think we're gonna be taking texts. True. Tweets and texts. The best uh, part of the week
2: is when we just yeah,
0: and, things and two things that it's hard to believe uh, because we we talk so much on this show. Uh, we never got into a couple of things, including Trevor Zegers' uh, goal with Sonny Milano. We never did talk about that.
2: I'm, I haven't come across the guy yet, and I'm sure he exists, who's like, ah, I don't know, wasn't that great. I haven't come across one yet, and I'm not that guy. I, you watch. Sammy you, you, might be it.
0: You go through your social media, and uh, now you're getting clips of every kid trying this move. I know. And, you know, I don't want to discourage any kid, but you're never going to be able to do it in your lifetime.
2: The one good thing is, and, it, 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 and a coach will tell you this, is that if it fails, the puck's in a pretty good spot. Like, you like to have the puck drop in the crease and, you know, create some chaos around there. You it. You can live with that. It, it is it is a a tough skill under
0: so much stress of a regular National Hockey League game. Uh, game. And for, There's for very Trevor, little
2: stress when he's confident as Trevor Zegres. And, playing he, the and he is
0: one confident, cocky kid. I love it. But it can back it up.
2: Yeah. Oh, he's getting out of hand like the the amount of things he's trying each game now he's just having fun out there the league is his playground yeah and i i love the play and i just i even loved his reaction
3: afterwards where he's looking at sonny milano like he was in disbelief that what just happened you know he probably dreamed to score on that one he used to be on a hot, uh, video game. I think it was NHL 2004, 2005. I don't, maybe he was too young for that. Probably like two years old when that game came out. He's so young. But there used to be a huge thing where you'd flip it and do it like that. So maybe he was inspired Datsuk from tried it, D-
2: Or yeah, Datsuk flipped one in front, didn't pan out, but it's the only other time we've seen. He's two points behind Lucas Raymond now. Like well, And with that eye-opening goal, he could end up winning the Rookie of the Year. Where's Bunting on that list? Old Bunsy boy is five points behind Raymond. 19 points to Raymond's 24. Zegers at 22. There you go. I mean, Bunting would have to win by 10 points to win rookie Uh, of the year. He's 48 years old.
3: Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. He's like the the Kaprizov rookie of the year. He's like 27 or however old he was coming over.
2: I had a tweet way back about him, like, matrixing all of these different, like, requirements. Like, you have to 25 games in a year, uh, you're not a rookie. He's played 21. If you play six games back-to-back years, uh, you're not a rookie. He played five games one year.
0: Yeah, that's weird. How about Arizona? Or, I'm sorry, Anaheim? Like, they still exist didn't didn't really didn't really see uh them in the standings no right around christmas where they are
2: 15-8-5 625 winning percentage 15. second in the pacific
0: and One. and really no general manager
2: yeah it's true right? and like and like well how are they different from last year like zeegris and Drysdale and what like well a, a really good goaltender mm-hmm. and but they, john he, gibson he's not new he's been there no, but but They've been terrible with them.
0: Exceptionally well, though. Playing well, getting wins. But they, they had no interest in Jimmy Rutherford. So Vancouver steps up. They take him. But
2: Detroit this,
0: this, is, this is a team that still is, is going to need to make some tough decisions come a, around trade deadline on what to do. And really tough because
2: you're not winning the cup. You are not full stop. So you're
0: not, and you've still got some pretty important players like Raquel is UFA.
2: You got to trade him. You cannot be a right? team that's like, oh, we hung on to Raquel for a playoff push.
0: I'll, I'll give you another name
2: Lindholm. How about him in, in a leaf uniform? You know what this reminds me of is when St. Louis traded, who was it that was good and then they won the cup the next year? Stastny? They traded Stastny or Shattenkirk. Yeah. I think Shattenkirk one year when they added like the, they were a playoff team they traded a good player the deadline they just didn't think that was the year for them and didn't want to lose him for nothing that's what the Ducks are the Ducks can't afford to let those guys just go Sammy so they can get beat in the first round in seven games instead of four
0: Josh Manson how about that name in a Leaf uniform big guy right shot plays D punches faces does like these are all UFAs these are all like hey Anaheim these are all first rounders yeah. Right. I, you you're going to keep them and let them leave for nothing? It's a good
2: question. It's an Gets interesting thought for that Getslav team. gonna leave after this year or if he retires or what's he going to? He's having a great year by the way. 20 it, points, one goal. If Gets one Getslav, goal for Getsav this if, year. 20 points. Classic Getslav right that there.
0: Is. Getslav's staying there and retiring there. He would he had his chance to leave and he didn't. So why are you going to leave when you're older?
2: You're not wrong. You know, I think he has a family, right? And obviously Anaheim's Anaheim. Not such a bad place was in it Vegas
3: that Was it Vegas that was sniffing around him last year? Was it Vegas, Kip? Dallas? I forget yes. what was Vegas. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of, How do you feel, lot of interest. Kipper, about guys staying somewhere they know they're not going to win. And I know Anaheim's off to a good start. Let's not pretend suddenly that Anaheim's a cup team. How do you feel about guys staying somewhere? That's their call. And... You don't feel it's anti-competitive or... Well, is it uh, licking the envelope? Well, to me, it feels like, yeah. Mailing it in? It, well, you know, it's going to work, collecting a paycheck. We, we've
0: we talked about Sidney Crosby and, and where Pitt is, and, you know, they're on that that fine line of, are they really a contending team or not? And if they aren't and they got to go through, uh, get rid of Malkin, get rid of Letang, keep Sid. Sid want to stay. Right? Sid, does Sid want to go and try to win a cup somewhere else, or does he want to now take the next three years left on his contract and put young players under his wing and and mentor them?
2: Cannot see him like, doing that. And and
0: if he if he did, who am I or anyone else to say? No, and I
2: feel the same about hey, Sid, Like I don't blame you. You want a cup, you know. It's not like he's out there not working hard or not doing his job. It just, I don't
0: know. You got a young family. They, no, I
2: get it. You want I to stay away it. from I your family. Get I get it. It's where are you going
0: to no. you make your permanent home? You're going to pull your kids out of school.
2: The thing All of that is, comes in. When you're an in. NHL player, you, you, how many years most guys get? Seven, eight years. The best players like Getzlaff might get 15 years. You know? I, Getzlaff's life is fine. I don't I'm not worried
3: about Getzlaff's
2: I think, life. I don't think he needs to go
3: anywhere. You know, going to the rink every day and flops, you know. I'm not just, saying he has a bad life there. I would be. I would not be
2: leaving. I, mean, I probably wouldn't either. I, I definitely wouldn't be. I would be happy in Anaheim.
3: Yeah. So,
2: but Sid's a differently motivated guy, is the point. For sure.
3: There's no doubt about it. Are we going to text? Do yeah, we need to a... give away tickets? No, we, you we need... need a code word. No, you know, I can't give out the code word because that's the whole thing. But our, our... are they interesting code words? Yes. You'd never guess them in a million years.
2: But yeah, just keep listening. Well, to the if podcast. you just read your email, you probably would. But <laughs> I still think Told you. that just stands up.
3: Go to the podcast. Download our podcast, rate our podcast, listen to the podcast. You might win Leaf tickets. So. Today's
0: secret code word. Oh, don't say oh, it again. No. <laughs> Vicious cockfight. <laughs> that would be fun. Stuff like that.
3: It's
2: a little less obscure than <laughs> we should. We should give away tickets to one of those.
3: Um, so I found somebody that didn't like the goal. I'll be the first to say that it was not a good goal. Oh, it was, my it was a God. High, it was a high stick. Cool. But still a high stick Was, from our boy TJ in Port McNichol who texts all the time. TJ, sorry, sorry TJ,
0: you, but you don't know what high sticking is. Uh,
2: the, the referees That's reviewed not it high sticking. on video camera with her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so. End of conversation. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, what's better, that or McDavid? I still, you know. They're They're very different. They're very different, right? McDavid is a show of dynamic flash and skill and, you know, people trying to stop him and the whole thing. This is nifty and cutesy. Yeah, this is uh, NHL weekend uh, skills
0: competition stuff where – This is cool. Well, it's cool because it's in a real game. game. Yeah. It's not pylons and – Entertainment. If you
2: and I went out on an ice sheet right there, right now, and tried to replicate it, it would take us four minutes, I think, to make it happen. I don't know. Can you scoop it?
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> you gave me an hour. <laughs> yeah.
2: Can you scoop it? Yeah. Easy? I mean, not easy. Fresh ice, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I've
3: never been able to do it. I've tried it a thousand times. Let me tell you, I've never been able to do it once. Just heal. I know it's heal, yeah. but I Just always. Just heal always and push flips. down on the heel. I know, but it always flips off. I got pretty good hands otherwise. Can't do it. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, this is a very sassy text from uh, Patrick in Saskatoon. It says, maybe the Ducks follow the Dubas mold and just let everyone walk away with a, with a winky face.
2: Oh, the, the ultimate Dubas critique, which is totally fair.
0: Well, and unfortunately for Leaf fans, if, if you don't win a cup, it, it could get even uglier because they will have to go shopping. We, we're all in agreement with, with that, right?
2: Dubas is leaving Toronto via Parade or Cannon. You know, one way or the other. It's either going to work or it's going to, he's going to leave with no draft picks, no, you know, value from any of the assets, and people are going to loathe what he did here. One or the other. Which? Yeah, you're not wrong. (laughs) If I had to guess. Sammy, you
0: want to guess now or you want to wait until like uh, March? Yeah, give me March. Okay. Okay, is that fair? Yep. Thank you. On Friday.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking about pizza that I'm going to eat tonight. Um. Do you? Th- Here's another question. This is about Ovi and Sid. We mentioned Sid, and this is from our boy Sj in North York, who texts it all the time. Currently, the Ovechkin to catch Gretz- uh, to catch Gretzky question question isn't as interesting to me. Okay, is Ovechkin finally better than Crosby? Yeah. As a huge Crosby fan, it pays me to to ask this, but
0: there it is.
2: I'm happy he did because I'm doing this on the television broadcast tonight. Mm. That was one of our topics.
0: Is, it's such a loose question. You got to tighten it up. You know what, like, Kipper? What is that? What is, you know, like, Kipper, what, 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 I don't like the question. What is it? No, no disrespect to the question better? the person asking. I'm sorry, it. was it better? Yeah. Okay, define better. Exactly. Well, I mean, you're
3: the radio host. Here's here's <laughs> how I would
2: define it as. Which guy better helps you win a Stanley Cup? Is that not the ultimate goal of our yes. sport? That's the only yes. thing you're trying to do, is you're trying to make your team better to win a Cup. That's what you do. Cups. Yes.
0: And historically, Sid is way better at making players around him better than Ovi has.
2: Ovi shoots in the net better than anyone. That's what Ovi does.
0: He's the finisher.
2: Yeah. Right. So Sid is, to me, the 200-foot gritty guy, you know, defensive conscious player. And I, I saw people saying, like, let's say Ovechkin wins a second cup and he catches Gretzky and... I still think Sid will always have been the guy who better helped his team win consistently. I think that's fair. That is my segment.
3: But I, I guess if I guess if Ovi breaks the all-time goal record, you'd probably rather have his career.
2: I'd rather take three cups than two. Yeah, no, the, the the all-time goal record is pretty pretty big. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty big one. No, it's big. Ovi's going to outearn Crosby by a pretty significant amount, is he not? I guess that doesn't matter.
0: Sid. Not only has never been the highest paid player in the league, he's never been, I think, the highest paid player on his team.
2: That's fascinating. I mean, that's the, I mean that kind of speaks to the guy he's been for his teams, right? You know, it's interesting. Malkin
0: at nine nine five, uh, Sid at eight seven. Yeah. Uh, it's just to me, it's just not right.
2: If you're Malkin, you're like, it's fine. Um, interesting to me is that at the start of Sidney Crosby's career, his like. Offensive, the way he helped the offense through the roof, as good as anyone in the league. But the defense wasn't very good. It The gap between that has stayed the same, but it's moved in this direction. As in, he's gotten so much better defensively as his offense has tailed off. So he still provides the same amount of value, just in a very different way from how he did coming into the league.
0: I thought the last few years, he was right there in, in a selkie
2: I think he situation. got Hart votes two years ago. heart trophy votes because of that. So good defensively. Sammy, we got more? Oh, yeah, a million. All right.
3: Do you guys think Matthews will be a leaf for life slash majority of his career now that it looks like the Coyotes are seemingly in jeopardy with Bettman's uh, uh, about
0: meetings with the Quebec Premier from Shea and Sudbury? Well, what's the Sammy watch down to? 29 or 28 months? We're in the,
3: we're <laughs> in the 30th month now. We're still in the 30th the, month? Well, it
0: was No, it was last <laughs> month. <Dad. laughs> so we're at 29 months. Until he can renegotiate? At, until he's UFA
2: oh all the way into ufa so
3: they were talking about how the the um, the debt to the league or whatever was going to be paid off by 23 24 season so then the 25 20, sorry the 24 25 season the cap will go up significantly austin matthews could not have timed this much better he might
2: make 15 million dollars that year
3: I mean what would be the cat like cuz it's going to go up significantly according to Batman according to everything they're talking about today like what's the highest well, per we, year
0: we have yet to have anyone say I want all of it
2: but you know what no You're no right.
0: no player has ever maxed it out this helps and Toronto guys I believe no no player will yeah it is just that that
2: oh you can't be perceived to be that guy in hockey making greedy, 20% of the that, salary that greedy guy. if there's one guy he's going to
0: do it well no that was Connor McDavid and he,
2: but he's not. He, he handed Sam back. Sam means by personality, not I'm by personality
0: wise. Connor handed back half a million because he felt bad.
2: I love that. Right? I, it's such a hockey thing to say, but like I love it.
3: Sorry, like <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying this as a. It's gonna sound like an anti-American thing. But i'm going to say it anyways i, I think there's a big difference between austin matthew's mentality and connor mcdavid's mentality when it comes to what they're worth and
0: in, in terms of what they're, they value. well so what you're what you're saying is americans are, are greedy so and Sammy
2: canadians doesn't are like very americans is what i heard yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tell that's, my wife that's yeah. what i heard no that's Thanks, <laughs> 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 nice guys we'll clip that and put that
3: one out. no i just you know i i think austin matthews is a different guy a much Different guy than Connor McDavid
2: when
0: it comes to value and what they want to make.
2: I think at the end of Matthew's career, at some point, he plays in either New York or Los Angeles.
0: Is is this a good time to remind you that Jack Campbell's American?
2: Yeah. (laughs) The nicest man, Mr. Rogers.
0: Mr. Rogers. Got the Leafs by the throat.
3: I'm not. I'm not saying it's a. I just think there's a big difference between the type of personality of American guys. But even in general, like even in general, I think historically there's been a big difference in personality-wise between American and Canadian players. Like even you know, I've always talked to Ralphie about this, but he always says he just loves talking to American hockey players. They're just a different type of guy. Like it's a very different sort of mentality than a Canadian guy. I think. I think that plays into talking to a
2: Canadian hockey player is a waste of time. For sure, like John Tavares is that guy. No, yes. he to is, the man himself, no, no, but, but he, he's not interested.
3: He is the like quintessential Canadian hockey guy. Yeah. He really is. So I just think that's a kind of well, plays into it when he's when you're talking about him not taking the max. I think Austin Matthews is the type of guy that would take the max.
0: I think is that fair? I I think he he he'd come real close to it,
2: and then walk it back. Half but a million it, it would be
0: it would and if he's not a Leaf, he's going somewhere to help grow the game get in a new demographic. Um,
2: I think he'd love being out of this heater here.
0: Well, that's that's the real question here. But is, if he wants
2: to be a celebrity and a star, this is your best bet outside of well, the Well, no,
0: he can do that in, in the States. I think if if he continues to be one of the best goal scorers in the world, he will have that, that cachet to go into different markets. I'm not sure.
2: The but. salary going up the same time he he's due for contract helps the Leafs. That gives for them sure. a chance to keep. Him. Yeah,
3: and I think I think the most likely scenario, and I'm not just saying this with my blue and white pom poms, is that he would sign another eight-year banger whenever how many years that is from now? For thirty months from now, not years, months. We're talking a month. Thirty months from now. And then after that would be the time where he'd be like, I'm like Borny said, but, going to play for a team like LA or the Rangers or something. I don't think he's going to leave for his whole career. But I this, really don't.
0: There, there is an awkwardness between him and this market and the whole fame thing. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that already.
2: Mm-hmm. I think with Mitch, too, a little bit, you know, these guys want to be celebrities.
0: They no, want to be. Mitch Bieber. is fine with it. Mitch is fine with it. It just It's when it gets really ugly and really personal. Well, he does. And it affects his family. Yeah. That's. That's where he draws a line. He 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 grew up here. He loves it here. He, I, he doesn't want to go anywhere. That. I
2: don't no, I don't not saying he wants to go somewhere. I'm saying the what he wants to be in public perception is a star. No, I think he wants to be a a celebrity, mm-hmm. much like like Austin Matthews. And in,
0: in Toronto, he is. He is for sure. Like, but Austin you think Matthews wants to be like a global well,
2: Austin spoke of
0: just wanting to go to the grocery store and just buy friggin' groceries. and But that that in itself is right? weird
2: to me because if you want to be this huge whatever, that's part of what gets taken away. Right?
0: Like, can you picture like a Jack Campbell or even Mitch saying, uh, you know, if someone asks, what are you going to do on your off day? And he says, it's none of your business. Jack, Jack would never say that, right? Well, Boston says having it. Having
2: puppies at the SBCA all day. That's what I think.
0: But... He is not really, truly comfortable with it. And there's a range there. There's a buffer zone that he feels. There's a reason why by day two, when they get knocked out, he's already back in Arizona and probably not back to Toronto until like the day before training Mm -hmm. camp. There's there's a reason.
2: I do think that they're trying to have the cake and eat it too and, and be big celebrities, but also please leave me alone. I had my tart before
0: and ate it, too. I mean, it's possible <laughs> for all
3: of us uh, to do that. Might as well
2: that. try. Might as well try. Yeah. What else, Sammy? Let me see here. What do we got?
3: Uh, somebody, you know, that guy that texted in from Port Nick- McNichol to say it wasn't a good goal. I think somebody else said, uh, don't listen to anyone from Port Nick- McNichol. Ryan in Midland. So maybe a little inner-county
0: uh, <laughs> <a little> inner <laughs> <county laughs> beef there, but yeah, no. Yeah. This, uh, again, there's there's not a lot of guys that can pull that off
1: Yeah.
0: under duress but he wasn't under duress he was standing there.
3: always under he was duress. standing there with four guys staring at him and he
0: did it and no it was in the net. no there's 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 pressure everywhere even if you think you've got all the time in the world it's under those circumstances you never not feel duress you know what i
2: heard i heard Sammy. someone say someone was asked a former player i think it might have been ken danico or something like you know you know what would you have thought if that happened in your day? And he said something like, it wouldn't have happened twice or something like that, which is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. But at the same I time, think, like, I think. Uh, why? Our, they scored. It was a great play. Our, our
0: boy, uh, Rick Tockett on TNT said that, uh, you know, you want to try that again, someone's going down.
2: I don't understand that. That, doesn't that is, happen I will now, say though. that is such a your-generation yeah. mentality that you're trying to show us up and showboat. Like, the guy, it was a good play. It was a good play. It's like the Svechnikov. Like, did
0: the, the pocket
3: enter the, first the net? One. Right. I'm <laughs> yeah.
2: the
0: first one to say, yeah. Uh,
2: but like, but, you know, Feuda was saying uh, on our show the other day about would, the McDa- or McDavid dance through, he's like, back in the day, someone would have chopped them down. that's
0: because there was a pretty good line that everybody knew between a hockey play or trying to win and then hot dog in it that that was perceived in my day a hot dog move yeah and it better work you know in my day in my day you want to go through the legs you want to get fancy you want to try all these trickery things it better work because you know it's not it's not the uh not the opposition you got to worry about if it doesn't work. It's your own
3: teammates. Yeah,
2: you wasted a scoring chance trying to be a. I used so, to get that from our coach. Coach probably wouldn't be thrilled. That's, well, uh, that's the thing. I'm actually one of those guys who can shoot the, the puck through the legs decently well, and, yeah. you know, I think it's a pretty good offensive move. It's actually really effective because if you have the momentum – Yeah, the goal is the coming away with you. Yeah, it's a great play, but, man, if you miss, your coach yeah. is like, you know, you're not taking it seriously. It's like, well, you know, it wasn't guaranteed, guaranteed to shoot it in the net either.
3: Were guys doing that before Malik? I feel like Malik opened the door. Like I don't really remember it ever happening before Malik went in on the shoot. Certainly the...
2: not in game as much. Yeah, but remember he
0: was like the nineteenth
2: shooter. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so at
0: that point, you're like, yeah, <laughs> that's, I don't it, even give a crap. Else is that's my absolute right? favorite uh, celebration His by anyone oh, yeah. ever. He's like, yeah, guess hey. what?
3: I'm Eric Malik. I was expecting
0: to do the, the that. O- the only thing I will say on the trickery is that you want to get into a situation, Stanley Cup playoffs. Game seven, a final, and you wanna try something outside the box and it comes back and bites you in the ass, you gotta move. Oh yeah. You gotta leave the country yeah, yeah. and never show your face again. I
2: was actually, you know, I said earlier the Zegers thing puts the right? puck in a good area. Actually you're behind the net. And if you throw it too far and the puck goes the other way and you've trapped yourself, you're done. Good <laughs> luck. You can go to the bench. You no, no, no,
0: no. You're done the rest of your life. <laughs> Okay? <laughs> You're done. You gotta skate. You're you gotta done. put the skate guards
3: on, go to the car in your gear. Hey,
0: You can't show your face ever again. It will be remembered. <laughs> Do you guys remember Trevor Zegers? No. It nah. will be remembered the rest of your life. If you, if you want to try game. something fancy and, and uh, in a
2: critical situation, like all right, I mean, it was... Now a, you're into Buckner range, where it was like, we just needed you to make the oh simple play how's there. Oh, my how's his life? Oh, it gets through right? Buckner! Yeah, like yeah.
3: Buckner. But yeah, actually, before, before he passed away, he got him on Curb Your Enthusiasm, and they kind of buried the hatchet with it. It was great. Oh, they brought him, sure. It's, they brought
0: him out at the yeah. when they won the championship. And Red Sox fans forgot all about <laughs> it after that.
3: Well, they did. They won 100
0: championships. They're fine. Ah. But that's the one that got away. Yeah, ah. It did, it did is it friday already
2: you're free kipper
0: semi derek thanks for a great week pal and the tarts and the tarts jb always a pleasure
2: yeah thanks buddy another good week
0: all right be safe everybody have a great weekend enjoy the games and we'll be back on monday real kipper and Born.